You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Amen. I want to I jump back and minister on prayer a bit. Amen. How many know that prayer is a key for success in our walk with Christ? If you don't have a prayer life, you're going to have a hard time walking with the Lord. I'm not saying you're not going to make it, but prayers are really key. It's just like the Word of God, reading the Word or coming to church or, or giving, our, our, uh, giving to the Lord. And all these things are, are, are things that, that benefit us as Christians. But prayer is one of the major keys. For I mean, I believe that every Christian needs to pray. Can somebody say amen? Come on, even the sinner prays. That's how, that's how important prayer is, that In a time of need, a sinner will even cry out. And so prayer is a a real key for our walk, amen. I want you to turn to our text in 1 Corinthians and look at a man that prayed, amen. And I've been ministering on Jabez a little bit, but I want to minister a little bit more on there, amen. So 1 Chronicles chapter 4, starting at verse 9, and I'm going to read 9 and 10, amen. Hallelujah. As you see on the monitors here, bless you, amen. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez, saying, because I bored him in pain. Then it says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And so God granted him what he requested. Amen. I, I want to ask a, a question before we jump into the message. When, now, I don't know if some of you guys, maybe after service, since, you know, everything's a rush, you're coming home from work, sometimes it's us, amen. We, we, after service, amen, there's, there's times when my wife will cook and there's times that we'll go through a, a drive through go through a fast food, amen, grab some food, go home. That's kind of a typical Wednesday for most of us, amen. Hallelujah. But when you go and drive up, amen, and say if you're going to Jack in the Box, amen, and you pull up and you go to the screen and they say, what, what, do, what is it that you want? I say, well, I want to take a number three, amen. And the person that's usually taking the order will say, do you want to go large with that number three, right? They always try to bring you up or do you want to add cheese to the hamburger? Do you want it with cheese or not cheese, amen? Do you want to go large, Right? Right? And most people do what? They go large, amen, right? Come on, we just say, you know what, yeah, you know, add the cheese too, amen. I, we, I want, I'm, I mean, right now I'm hungry, and so I'm, I'm adding the cheese. I'm, I'm going large on the fries. I'm going all that, amen. And so you see in the world we, we go large normally, amen. It, it's automatic for us. We want more. I don't know about you, but I, I want more. Amen. Especially when it comes to fries, I'm a fries freak. Amen. I'll look for the bottom of the bag. I'll eat the burnt one. Whatever's left, amen, I want all the fries. Come on. Some people even go, well, you know what, 
just curly fry it. I mean, not even go large, but throw, throw some curly, go, go curly fry it. Go a little seasoning. Let's get a little wild, amen. You know, you know uh, I go through Del Taco, I go macho fries. I, I, macho fry means it's their biggest fry. And, and, and I don't know about you, Del Taco fries are good. To me, they're good, amen. They're, they're bomb, amen. So we like large. Can somebody say amen? Come on, don't, don't, don't get, come on, don't, don't say, well, I'm, uh, I'm, it's a new year and I'm, I'm going to be not eating like that no more. Really, yeah, no, no, no. I'm exercising, I, I joined the gym, I, whatever, no, no, you're going to last two weeks and you'll, you'll be curly frying again. My, my, come on, let's just get real. Let's get real. I'm not saying we, we should eat right, but I mean, come on, let's get real. <laughs> onion rings, see, onion rings, amen. See, we're already throwing our things, amen. Sometimes we go crazy. Just throw a cheesecake in there too, a piece of cheesecake, you know, apple pie, whatever, whatever it is. We want more, church. We always like the extra. Can, can somebody say amen? Come on. But when it comes to Christianity, why do Christians, why don't they go large with Christ? I mean, really the truth, amen. Come on, why don't we as Christians tell God, you know, God, I want to go large for you. You know, I want to do more for you. God, I, you know, sign me up. Sign me up for the large. Sign me up for that ministry. Sign me up to do more for you. In 2019. Come on, somebody. How many want to go large in 2019? Or do you want to say a small fry? Come on. No, nobody wants to be a small fry. Amen. Everybody wants to be a large fry. And so, you know, 2019, we, we got to understand if you, we, we want to be more. We got to, we want to, we got to go larger for Christ. Can somebody say Amen. Come on, especially we can look back at, you know, we look as I was saying when we're taking the offering, you need to reflect. How were you consistency, consistent in your giving last year? And you kind of say, you know what, I wasn't that good or I didn't give a much, that much to the missions. This year I'm going to do something different. So there's always a challenge for the new year. But the same should go with us, man. We got to look back in 2018 and say, man, what, where, where did I drop the ball? Where, where should I have been at? You know, what, what am I doing? Right now, did I do anything in 2018 that, you know what, I want to do something different in 2019. I want to get more involved in 2019. God, I want to go large for you in 2019. You see, Jabez, as we read this scripture, amen, Jabez wanted more than he presently had. See, Jabez wanted something a little extra. Jabez wanted to go large. Jabez wanted to curly fry his life. He really did. He wanted more. He said, he cried out. He says, God, enlarge my territory. See, the question is, you know, if we really want to go large for God in this new year, don't settle for the small. Come on. If God is saying, God, I want to do something more, God is always going to ask you, do you want to go large with me? You come to the, we come to the altar. The altars are always open. Every service, you say, God, uh, you know, I, I want to do more for you. God, I want to be consistent. God, whatever the altar call may be, amen, we're asking really for God for more. And, and God will come to you. Do you want to go larger on that? Don't, don't just come for the small. Don't request just to get by. Don't just request, you know, just to get me week from week. Don't just, don't just make my marriage okay. Uh, God, I want it large. God, I want it better. I, God, I want, I want an increase in my life. I want to go large for you. 
Don't settle. Listen. Don't settle for where you're at. Come on, don't just pop it in cruise control. You know, I found a good church. You know, I'm okay right here. This is my favorite seat, and I'm going to stay here till Jesus comes back. You know, you know, we get a seat, man, and we're, we're in church, and we're thinking, you know, this is it. This is all I got to do. I'm in church. I'm not sitting. I'm not partying. I'm not doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. Amen. I, you know, I may not be all perfect, but I'll, I'm right here, and this is enough for me. God, I, I don't want to do any more. Right here is enough. I got my ticket. I'm going to heaven. You know, we can kind of settle for that, but we, we, that, that's, that's not why he saved you. You see, why do Christians stay in their circumstances or settle for the small? I mean, you can go large in your marriage. I mean, you don't have to settle for how it is right now. Well, this is the best it's going to get. No, it can get better with Jesus. Come on, somebody. You know, this is the best it's going to be. Amen. you know what? I'm just going to be sitting here. I'm okay with that. You know, don't settle for that. You see, Jabez was just like that, just like maybe some of us here today where we're just coming to church and we're all right with that. But Jabez, you know, he started looking at his life and he looked at his present condition and he came to the conclusion saying, you know what, there has to be more to life than just coming to church. There has to be more than life than just this. So you got to come to a point in your life and take a good look at 2019 and says, God, I, I want to do something more than I did presently. God, there has to be, you didn't just save me to sit in a chair. You didn't just save me to, just to come. God, you have so, there has to be so much more to this life and Christianity, amen. You, there has to be a reason why you made me. You were, I was created with a purpose not to sit but to be great for you. I'm here to tell you that God did not just save you uh, just to get you off drugs. Come on, God didn't save you just to stop drinking, amen. He didn't save you that you and your spouse can live together under the same roof peacefully, amen. Uh, come on, uh, he didn't save you, amen, just that you would not go to hell. God has so much for you than saving you. Uh, he wants to bless you uh, and he wants to use you. He saved you, listen, to go for it. You know, I'm a, I'm, that phrase, go for it, I'm going to relive in this church. We need to go for it. It's a model of our fellowship. How it started over 40-something uh, years ago with our pastor, amen, a co-founder, Michael Neville, saying go for it. Jesus saved you to go for it. See, we have to come to a point in our lives and realize and ask God, our God in heaven, ask the great I am, God, I want to go large for you. God, I want you to enlarge my territory. Come on. Everybody likes big. You all said it. You all want more.
want more, but they don't want to do anymore. I mean, I've said this before, amen. They want to be part-time Christian with full-time benefits. Come on, they, they want to do the minimum. They want to do what, whatever the least is, but they want so much more. Come on, uh, they think they can do it by just coming to service once a month, amen, and think that God's going to bless them. Come on, they, they, they think they're settling on just making it. I said, you know what, I'm just settling on, I made it, and they just settle for that. And you know, you know uh, in other words, you know what, what is the least I can do and still get in? What is the minimum requirement for me to get into heaven? What is the very, very least that you'll still let me in? Well, it doesn't require any hard work. It doesn't require me loving people. <laughs> it doesn't require any, any, any service to the church whatsoever. It, it doesn't require me, you know, talking to people. Helping people, encouraging people, fellowshipping. I don't, I don't want to fellowship. You know, I, I just want to come and hear a message and go home. What is the least, the very minimum that I can do to get in? You know, we may not say that, but we live it. You see it in lives every day. They want so much more for their marriage, but they're not willing to invest in their marriage. They want so much more with God, yet they don't even talk to God. They want everything of God's blessings, but they don't even know God's blessings or promises because they don't read it. What well, is the very minimum I can do? And still get in. And that's kind of the world we're living today. They're not going large. Come on, did, you know, it's just like going to the drive-thru and say, what's the minimum fries that you can give me? You know, you know, I just want the very, I don't want to lie, just the very minimum that I can get full on or whatever it is. You know, we really don't. We want more. Let me tell you, if there's more fries in the bags, we'll eat them. It's the truth, right? You know? I, you know, I know small fries, I won't be satisfied. I always have to go large or, or you know what, I don't want, share, I don't want to share my fries. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know, I'm not a fry sharer. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it, I'm, I'm kind of giving in to my wife. Okay, here's a fry. But I give her one. <laughs> you say you want a fry, here's a fry. Or, you know, when I go, I say, babe, you want fry? I'll buy her her fries. Just don't touch mine. I want more, church. All of us want more. Come on, somebody. I understand that life gets busy. And one of the main things that people don't get involved, life's busy. Come on. You ever hear that? Oh, it's too busy. Oh, I got too much on my plate. I'm doing a lot. I work full time. And I put messages in. And I still do. I'm full time everything, man. I don't have a lot of time, but I make the time. God, I want to do more for you. So I got to spend more time with him. Come on, but we forget, man. You know, we, when we get in life, we get saved, amen. And then we forget when our life was falling apart. When someone took their time for you. 
Come on, that you can be more for God, amen. We forget all those things of others, what they've done for you, yet when we get it, we don't want to give it back. You see, the meaning of territory is this. It is a geographical area or a piece of land. See, when Jabez was praying to enlarge his territory, I believe he was asking more than just a piece of land. Jabez wanted to be more. Jabez wanted to be more influential. He wanted more responsibility. He wanted more opportunity. He wanted to be more in order to do more for God. See, the part of the meaning of territory is this. That piece of land belonging to or under jurisdiction of government authority. So you see, Jabez was asking God to enlarge his kingdom authority. Jabez wanted kingdom territory. He wanted kingdom territory. See, if we are going to go large for God in 2019, we're going to have to enlarge our boundaries. I was talking on, on Sunday about, about Peter coming out of the boat. Go for it. We need, we need people to go out even though we're going to make mistakes, even though we may fall, even though, you know what, but at least we go for it. Because through that go for it, what, what, what happened? What, 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 do you, what, what do you get? What do we get? I'm sorry. Experience, right? I talked about personal experience. We, get, we learn from our mistakes. We learn to trust God more. We learn to maybe hear God more than doing our things on our own. See, we can do God things and they seem all good, but is it God telling you to do those things? And so through that, we learn our mistakes. You know what? I need to call on God. God, I need to talk to you more. God, I need some more confirmation. God, I, I need more, I, I need to, I need a more understanding. God, I really need to discern your voice. This is what you're telling me to do. And it's not just being a good thing. It's not just doing a God thing. It has to be him speaking to you and doing the right thing or the righteous things. So we got to enlarge our boundaries, amen. So when we, we have to step out of our comfort zones. Like I said, people get saved and they sit down and they get comfortable. And they're just sitting down doing nothing. Hello. And we get comfortable in our seats. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. We like to help out in ushers. No, I'm all right right here. You know, we like to do shotgun preaching. No, uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll just hear. We, any little thing, you know, it's like, I don't know. Hey, hey bro, can you throw this trash from me? Oh, I can't. <laughs> it's only trash. It's, it's, it's tied up too. There's no cooties. No, I'm just saying there's things like that, that that we don't get involved. And we think coming to church is enough. Hello? And so we get comfortable on just coming than doing. Can somebody get an amen? Come on. Happy New Year. You see, I, I want the best for you. But it's a wake-up call, guys. And if you want something for God, you, want, you need to go large for God. If you go large for God, he says, if you are faithful with the little, he'll give you the much. And sometimes it's just those little things that we need to be faithful. Well, I can't do that. Well, that's where you're going to learn. 
That's where you're going to get personal experience. I did that before. I, I know where I, I failed. I know where I messed up. I can grow in that and perfect myself or get myself better for God because I want to serve God excellent. I don't want to just serve him halfway. I don't want to just serve him half-heartedly. I, I want to serve God to my, the best of my ability. So you know why? That's why I have to pray. That's why I have to read his word. That's why I got to do what I need to do in order to be good for him. Come on, somebody. We have to step out of our comfort zone, and we have to have a go-for-it attitude. Come on. Do you have a go-for-it attitude? Not a go-for attitude, a go-for-it. <laughs> what is a go-for attitude anyway, amen? But we got to have a go-for-it attitude. We need a go-for-it, guys, meaning that we have to start praying differently in this new year. Whatever... You didn't do last year and it didn't work for you, you got to change it up. That, that didn't work. I got to do something different this year. You know what? I messed up here. I fell here. I wasn't inconsistent. I got to do something different. You got to look at this year and say, I got to do something different if I really want to be the man of God or the woman of God that he called me to be. God, I don't want to settle for just being that that just that that basic Christian or that what that whatever it is a going church going Christian I want to be all for God. We have to, we have to start off with a go for it attitude. We got to pray differently in this new year by asking for more. Listen, rather than asking for less. One commentary paraphrased Jabez's prayer like this. I'm gonna put it on here. Oh, oh God and King. Please expand my opportunities and my impact in such a way that I touch more lives for your glory. Let me do more for you. Is that the whole thing, church? Is souls? See, someone had took that phrase here and reached out for you. It might have been your family member, it might be a dad, it might be a mom. Might be an aunt, uncle, cousin, friend, whatever it is. Someone say, "You God, give me the expand my opportunity, Ex expand me, make me, make me impact people's lives that they I touch their lives for Your glory." And that's really what it is. So it's not just okay, you're saved. No, now I got to return that. Now what was done to me, I got to do to someone else. I got to reach someone out there that's lost and bound, someone that that don't know Jesus, or someone that's backslidden, whatever it is, God, I want to be more. I want to make impact. I want opportunities. I mean, do you ask God, give me an opportunity today to minister the gospel to somebody. Use me, God. I want to be affected today. I don't want to just be another Monday where I just get up, go to work, come home, eat, and it's all over, get up on Tuesday again. God, no, I want something different to happen on Monday. I want something different to happen on Tuesday. God, I want to I wanna encounter somebody that I can tell them the love of God. I want someone to ask me, uh, what, what did God do for me? Uh, I want somebody to ask me, you know what, uh, why is God in your life? God, I want somebody to ask me, I want to hear your testimony. That will make an impact to touch more lives for his glory. God, let me do more for you. This is a powerful prayer of a man who was considered, remember, his name means pain or pain in the butt. 
He was a, he was a nobody. He was a, he was a mess up. He says, man, I don't want to be this mess up the rest of my life. I want something different. And I want to do something that will impact lives for the kingdom of God. See, he didn't just save you to fix you, church. He saved you to use you. See, we come, we get, we get saved, and we're, come on, some of us were jacked up. How about you? But I was, I was jacked. I was down, I was, I was, my life was over. I hit rock bottom when Jesus picked me up. He said, man, and he put my life together. He said, God, I want to fix other lives because I, I know how it feels. I, I can minister to the person that hit rock bottom. I can minister to the person that's about to lose their marriage and their kids. I can minister to the alcoholic and the drug addict. I can minister to those people because I was that. You know, I, can't, I wasn't a cholo. I wasn't a homeboy. I, I, I don't know the gang life. That wasn't my life. But I can minister to those other things. And I can reach out to those. But that's why we need everyone's opportunity. See, you, you can reach someone I can't reach. It's not just pastor reaching out for the souls. It's you guys, your testimony. And your testimony is what God has delivered you from. That's not who you are no more. Come on, we're not that no more. We, this, is, this, is, this is who we were. This is who I am. I was this. This is what God turned my life to be. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't glorify our past. We reflect on the past. To give him glory for the present and the future. Come on, somebody say amen. See, I want to hit on three boundaries real quickly that will help you enlarge yourself for God in 2019. Are you ready? These are the three. Number one, you need to enlarge God our hearing. Number two is enlarge our hearts. And number three, enlarge our witnessing. Amen. Enlarge our hearing. We, we, we need to hear God. Come on, somebody. Come on. Enlarging our hearing is that we need to hear God. We need to hear God. The question is, do you listen when God speaks? Do you listen when God speaks? Can you hear his voice? You know, our, our theme was the voice. Do you hear the voice of God? Did you hear the voice of God in 2018? Did you hear him God speaking to you? Do you know who God is when he's talking? Do you recognize that? Is that God or the enemy? Come on, is that your, or yourself? God, I want to hear your voice. See, the big question is, are you influencing life or is life influencing you? Come on. We, we, we got to be influencing life, church, not life influencing us. We need to enlarge our hearing by taking more of God's word in. Come on, you've you got to get a daily word. Come on, if you're not reading every day, it's like you're, you're not eating every day. And nobody here can do that. Come on, you guys all eat every day, right? No? Okay, all right. Unless you're fasting. But we all eat something, right? We, come on, whether you miss breakfast, you're eating something. Come on, come on, can you, you if you miss one day, come on, can you not eat? Seven days a week. And sometimes we as Christians don't wait till we get to Wednesday or Sunday. Sometimes some of us here only eat twice a week. And I'm just serving it to you, but you're not even making it for yourself. 
Come on, we, 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 get, we, we, want, we want daddy to make the food for us. But nobody here wants to bring out a pan and make some huevos, some eggs. Nobody wants to cook. You want daddy to cook for you. Come on, somebody. You know, that's, my dad, that's what my dad told me. If, if that woman is not cooking, you go in the kitchen and cook for yourself. You don't wait for her. If you're hungry, make some food. That's what, dad, that's what my dad taught me. So I, I, I didn't wait for my wife. If there was no food and she, if she was out or she was busy and there's no food, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to wait until she cooks because sometimes I won't eat. <laughs> now, now I'm saying before, but I'll cook. I, I have no problem going to the kitchen, cutting some papas. I know how to cook. Dad, my dad taught me, you, you're hungry, eat. All right. So we need more of God's word, amen. We need to know God through his word. The more we're able to discern his voice from this world, church, if you have the word of God inside of you and you're reading the word of God, then you're going to recognize his voice. Let me tell you, there's a lot of voices in our city that will call on you. There's voices that call on you every single day. You go out in the casino, they're calling to you. Workplaces, there's voices there. You've got to know the voice of God. The Bible says, my sheep hear and know my voice. Joshua 3, 9 says this. So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord your God says. See, every time we read the word of God, it's just like God. He said, come here, God's inviting us. Come, come, I have a word for you. I, I want to tell you something, but you've got to open up the word. See, the word in the Hebrew of hear is shema, which means to carefully consider and diligently discern. To be more and to do more for God, our mind, say my mind. My mind. Somebody say my mind. My, our minds need to be filled with God's word. We need to be so overfilled that our boundaries have to enlarge them. When you fill out or you eat a lot, you spread out, don't you? <laughs> Hallelujah. And so when we get more of the word of God, no, we're not getting spiritually fat, but our borders are expanding to do more for him because we got more inside of us. Come on now. Because otherwise, if you got all this inside of you and you sit down, you don't feel good, right? If you're just sitting down, you're not exercising, you're not, you're not doing anything with it, you're just going to sit there, and then you get spiritually fat. But God, when, when we get the word of God inside of us, then it, it causes us, because we've got so much word inside of us, it causes us to stretch ourselves. It causes us to step out in faith, because we start to remember the word of God and say, you know what, I'm just going to do that. Or I discern the voice. I hear God's voice, because now I've got more of his, his word inside of me. And you recognize that if it's the enemy, you recognize that if it's your own idea, You'll recognize if it's God. So with the word of God inside of us, amen, we can go outside our comfort zone and we can go for it and be more and do more for God. 1 Samuel 3, 1 says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare and there wasn't many visions. See, when the word of God is rare inside our lives, meaning when there is nothing inside of us, church, there will be no discernment. 
There will be no direction. There will be no influence because there is no God inside of us. And so when we're not going anywhere and don't know where we're going, maybe we're lacking the word of God in our lives. That's why some Christians do what they want to do because there's no God inside of them changing them. Come on, there's no conviction. If you don't read the word of God, let me tell you, you won't get convicted. There's no conviction that the word's not in there. It's not telling you the right and wrong. So we need the word of God. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Come on. Another translation says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. Proverbs under the Message Bible says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. Come on. Come on, right? We want to be blessed in this place. So we need the word of God in our lives. If we don't have the word of God inside of us, we're going to run wild. There is no conviction. We're going to do what we want to do. There's not going to be any direction. There's not going to be any revelation of God inside our lives. So we need more of God's word. Enlarge our hearing. Second is to enlarge our hearts. Right? We need to enlarge our hearts with his love. The agape love. That's, that's, that's the love of God. It's called the agape love of God. It's a love that's beyond human love. Our understanding. The agape love is, is a love that, 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 that goes beyond. It's a love that's described in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The love chapter. Read that. Amen. That's the love of God for us. In the days of Joshua, God was looking to enlarge their, their borders. And God spoke to Joshua and said in Joshua 1.3, it says, I will give you every place that you set your foot as I promised Moses. Now, you, you read this and you think, you know what? God's going to give them a piece of land. Wherever they go, that whatever land they're standing, that's what God's going to give them. But did you know that the land was already theirs? It's been promised to them. So God wasn't just giving them a piece of land. God wanted them to obey, listen, obey every word spoken into their hearts by enlarging their hearts. Amen. See, obedience brings maturity. Right? We talked about that on Sunday, amen. That meaning that you'll grow up in Christ, that you'll grow large in Christ. That you, once you start to get the word of God inside of us, then we're not doing what we want to do. We're doing and obeying what the word of God is saying to do. Amen. First Joshua 1 Joshua 1.7 says this, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all. Somebody say all. All the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go, where he'll bless you, he'll prosper you, he'll bring maturity to you if you obey the word of God. But first you got to read it, right? And then you got to ask him to enlarge your hearts, let it go inside your heart, that way you keep it. A heart is enlarged, listen. By keeping his word. If you keep the word of God, your heart grows. Just like a, the Grinch. Right, Miranda? 
the word of God finally started to go into the Grinch's heart. And it grew three times the size. See, our hearts, some of our hearts are so small and so hard because we don't have the word of God inside it. See, God's word softens our heart. God's word just starts to massage the hurts and the wounds and everything else and lets our hearts grow larger. See, when you got God's word inside, you can't be bitter. You, you, can't, you, can't, be, you, can't, you can't have unforgiveness inside of you. You cannot have hatred inside of you. When you start getting the word of God because you read the word of God and you obey the word of God, then your heart breaks away from unforgiveness. Your heart breaks away from hatred. Your heart breaks away from these things that harden our heart, the bitterness of life, church. You know what? There's Christians today that are bitter where they should be joyful. Why? Because they don't let the word of God go inside their heart. They listen to the word and they forget about the word. Right? The Bible says that the, the, the word falls like, like some falls on good soil, some fall on hard things, some fall in, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, in uh, thorns and everything like that where it chokes things out. Sometimes our, heart, our hearts, we hear it, but it doesn't go inside because it's so hard by the things of life that, that have made it bitter. We don't let the word of God go inside of us. If we let it go inside, it brings blessings inside our lives, church. But it only happens when we start to obey the word of God. A life is enlarged by God's word. A life that's enlarged by God's word is a blessed life. Luke chapter eleven twenty eight says this. He replied, blessed are those who hear the word of, of God and obey it. One of the blessings in life to see is a heart that obeys God's word. That's what blesses me as a pastor. When I see somebody obeying and living the word of God in their lives. That, that, that blesses me as a man, as a pastor seeing that's a reward when I start saying, man, they got it. They're living it. They're being it. See, our prayer should really be, oh, that you would bless me by letting me hear and by letting me do your word. To live a life in obedience enlarges a heart of endurance. To live a life of obedience enlarges a heart of endurance. If you want to endure and fight the good fight of faith, church, then you need to obey God. Obeying a God is a blessed life, church. You'll live a blessed life. Your heart will grow. Amen. And you'll be able to endure the trials that we go through. How many have some big trials in 2018? Anybody here? Nobody? Amen. You guys are all just... Let me tell you, for some of it, it was a hard year. But we're here today because you endured because you have the word of God inside of you. Now, if you, if you, if you went through some rough shakings, then it, that should have warned you or told you, you need more word inside of you. You need to, you need to seek me more. You need, you need to get the word inside you. You need to hear my, my word. You got to let it enlarge your hearts. Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 25 says, therefore, Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. Are you willing to do the extra for God, church? For God can do the extraordinary in your life. We must live a life of obedience. James 1.22 says, don't 
just listen to God's word. But you must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Come on, if you're just coming to church and you think that's it, you're fooling yourself. If you think, man, just coming to church is going to save you and this coming here saves you, you're just fooling yourself. Because you may be standing up to God one day and says, and he's going to ask you some questions, amen. You're going to just tell him, I just went to church. And he may just say to you, away from me. I never knew. I don't want to risk just making it. Hello. I want to I I know that I'm, I'm making it for sure. I'm above. I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm listening to his word. I'm obeying his word. My heart's enlarged. I want to reach souls for Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to be a vessel. I want to make impact. I want opportunities. I just don't want to come and sit down. I want to be more to do more for God. I mean, that should be all our goals and desires for 2019, church. Otherwise, we're just fooling ourselves. We're thinking coming to church is enough. The New King James says this, be doers of the word, not just hearers. You're deceiving yourself. We got to go large in God, church, by enlarging our hearts, boundaries to obey God's word. Come on, don't just, don't listen, don't just read it, but do it. Come on, do it. Don't just listen to it, but do it. Go for it. We need to be go for it for God's word. Can somebody say amen? Last thing real quick. We need to enlarge our witnessing. That means we need to share his love, the good news, and the gospel to people. When's the last time you witnessed to someone? I want you to ask yourself, when's the last time you talked about Jesus to somebody? If, you, if you're thinking, when's the last time, then it's been too long. If you have to think, it's been too long. When's the last time you witnessed to somebody? When's the last time you shared love of God to somebody? When's the last time that you heard God's voice tell you, go tell them I love them? Have we ignored that voice? I mean, when's the last time we shared the gospel and the love? Because that's what it really is all about, church. See, if we're going to grow and be more for God, then we need to enlarge our witnessing. Amen. To be willing to witness in any situation or any opportunity that comes your way. Where it, where it says, man, I, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm rushing right now. And God's saying, tell them, talk to them. And, and sometimes we blow that away because we're busy. Or I got to go somewhere. But God says, you know what, just give me two minutes to tell that person that needs to hear this, that I love them. You know, God sets us up so many times when you obey, something Powerful happens at times. There's a great encounter. There's times where people would just say no, but it doesn't matter. You obeyed. You did what God told you to do. See, the outcome is not up to you. You're supposed to just do it. The outcome is, is, is up to the Lord and that person. You've got to do what God is telling you to do. In Joshua 1.9 it says, have, not, have I not commanded you to be strong and in good courage? Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. So you got to understand the Lord is with you. If he's telling you to do it, he will be there with you to help you. Joshua here was being reminded that the presence of God, the same presence that was with Moses, 
is with him. The Lord that, you know what, he says, no, the Lord's going to be with you in every situation, Joshua. In any opportunity that comes your way to be able to live for him. You know, I'm going to be with you just like I was with the ser your servant Moses. I'm going to be with you, Joshua. Matthew 28, 20 says, I'm with you always, even to the end of age. So that's a promise to all of us here, that God will always be with us. He says, I'll never leave you, nor what? Forsake you. That means he'll always be there. So we can take every opportunity that comes our way to live and to be what God wants us to be, knowing that he's always going to be with us, church. A life that's lived in abundance rather than lacking. How many want to live an abundant life? Come on, not lacking. I don't know about you. I don't have everything, but I have, I, have a, I have everything I need. Church, you know, with God I have everything I need. I'm, I'm not lacking. I'm never lacking. But God has blessed me, church. It says in John 10, 10, New King James, it says, The thief does not come to accept to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come to that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to tell people everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, in Las Vegas, to the ends of the earth. Amen. I will be with you as you be a witness telling them. People anywhere, I'll be with you. I'll give you the power. I'll give you the words to say. See, our larging, our witnessing is seeking to expand our borders beyond. Of influence by speaking up rather than shutting up. We need, we need Christians to speak up. We need Christians to tell, you know, well, we're not going to make a difference. We've seen a movie called Green Book. I don't know if you guys have seen that today. It's out in the movies theater. And here it is. It, it, there's a statement in the movie that says, you know what, it, it, it takes courage to make change. And we need people to have courage to speak in order for change to come. We need to speak up by enlarging our witnessing, expanding our influence and speaking up and sharing the gospel in every opportunity that we have. This is where many fall short and miss out on God's blessing because we tend to rely on our own ability. Come on, we think we got it, we got enough, whatever. God, I need the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, I need the Holy Spirit. God, I, I want that Holy Ghost Acts spirit. I want the spirit of the, the, the book of Acts is telling me. I'll, when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, he'll give me power. That, that's what I want. I don't want to go on my knowledge power. I don't want to go on my own intellect. I want to go under the Holy Ghost power. Come on, somebody. Because when you start, when you step in the Holy Ghost power, it just takes over. It gives you words that you don't even know. It starts to look inside the, everything that you place inside of you. And bring it up. I mean, it's a computer system. You're downloading all the scriptures. And when you need it, it just pops it up. Just like windows are clicking on something. It pops up what you need at that time. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us, helps us, church. Instead of expanding our territory, when we step into God's power, church, we expand our territory and experience God's supernatural power. That's when you get blown away. That's, you get the wow factor. Man, when you obeyed God, you want to go tell them about Jesus, and then God used you in a powerful way where you say, man, where did that come from? 
You ever been used like that? Where like, man, I, it's just like you start dropping spiritual bombs. That you start to speak to people. And they're like, man. So there's times where I'm ministering and God's just dropping spiritual bombs on me. And then I start dropping them on you. And it's like, wow, that, that's just, what a revelation. And you, you guys just think it's all flow of the, of the message, amen. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not, I, I, I just, I'm driving home, I say, man, you, wow, what the, that was awesome. There's things I, I have to write down because I, I thought that was cool. And I said it. You know, like, I, I, it's just like God just gave me this revelation. I got, I got, there's things I got to write down because I'll forget, especially now that I'm getting older. 54, you know, I'm getting older now. Don't worry, I still got some time. Don't cry. And we're not moving. <laughs> See, we'd rather have God work by us rather than through us. We want to use God close enough just for us. He says, dear God, I want you to work through me. God, I want you to use me and work through me. I don't want you working outside of me and then, and then me doing the things. I want you to work through me. We forget that that power lies inside of each one of us. That acts, the Holy Spirit, is for us. You know, if we really look at the our mama church, it's not more than... Our mama church is not more than 40 years. Our mama church goes back to the book of Acts. That's our mama church. Our mama church is over 2,000 years old church. That's, that's where we came out of. That's where revival broke out from that church there, from the, from, the, from the 12 disciples to the 70 to the 120 in that upper room. That's where church broke out, and that's when Peter came out. Peter, Peter who learned by his mistakes. Peter who grew through his experiences by stepping out and doing things that he learned to hear the voice of God. He gets filled with the Holy Ghost, comes out, talking in tongues, man, preaches a message, and 3,000 people get saved. I mean, that's power to a person before who, was, who couldn't say anything right. So... Even if we feel like Peter, like, now I can't preach. I can't talk to nobody. I can't. Oh, yes, you can. You let the Holy Ghost inside of you, and he'll go crazy in you. Not you go crazy and nuts and doing, lighting yourself on fire stuff. You know, that's, that's, the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. <laughs> Unless he's telling you, but normally he doesn't. Not today. Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't do things crazy. You gotta listen to the voice of God. Come on, we gotta reach this generation, not with craziness. They gotta, they gotta feel it. Let me tell you, you're genuine. They'll feel the spirit of God. They cannot deny that God, there's something happening here. There's something happening here, especially when He starts dropping revelations. You start speaking to a life that you don't even know the person. They start like, what, what, who told you about me? I said. I don't even know you. It's God knows you. And God just gives you, it's, 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 I'm telling you, it's awesome to operate under God. And you'll experience a supernatural power through your life. Come on, four, Ephesians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me. I'm going to close today because now I'm hungry and I want some fries. Amen. Listen.
as we close, this gets serious about 2019. Don't, don't, don't make it like, okay, I made it to church on Wednesday. And I thank God for you guys coming out. You know, you came out. Some people are scared of the cold. I don't know. Maybe they're not too serious about 2019 that they didn't want to come out tonight. I don't know what it is. You know, some people got stuck there. Hey, Amen. They're still in 2018. They got stuck. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But let me tell you, if we want change, you got to step out. You got to come. You got to come. You got to make it in your mind, God, I want to be at every service. I want to be, I want opportunities. I want to be with my brethren. I want to grow. I want to be encouraged. I want to encourage. I want to do something different, God. I, I know that if I miss something, I can miss out something that you had for me. And so we got to just make it every opportunity. If you can't make it, you're sick or you're dead, you can't make it. You know, I can understand that. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but if you're alive and breathing, man, you need to be here. You know, if you're sick, I can understand. You don't want, you don't want the germs. We don't want the germs. Amen. Stay home. Get well. That's all right. God understands. But you know what? If you're just tired, that should not be an excuse. You get here, you're sitting in chairs anyway. You're not doing nothing. You're just listening. Come on, just sit down, just listen. That's what you'll be doing at home anyway with it, just like doing this. You can't change this channel. This is, all the, this is the only channel you get when you come here. And so you, you just got to come. But if you're really serious, let God stretch you. And I'm not talking about just your abilities. I'm talking about his trust. Putting your trust in him. Let him stretch your trust in him in 2019, guys. Trust God to use you that he'll enlarge your territory and stretch your borders, church. It's when you give yourself away, church. When you say, God, I'm going to give you my life. And that's what you did when you got saved. That's what you told God. It wasn't just to save you from drugs. It wasn't just, just to fix your marriage. And he'll do all that stuff, church. But God saved me to use me. I want to be used by you, God. And I want to go large in 2019. You see, Jabez saw his life as destruction. Like I said, he was considered a pain. You, any, you know any pain in the butts? Don't look at him right now. And so Jabez cries out and he says, God, I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of going to church year after year, living the same way, doing the same thing. God, I'm done. There has to be more to this. So he cries out, God of Israel, God, enlarge my territory, God. Bless me, God. Enlarge me that I can be used. Church, it's time to go large with for God in 2019. Come on. This year, I'm going to challenge you. This year, we need to get up. This year, I may even come up to you and say, what are you doing? What do you want to do? Come on. I'm not going to kick anyone out. But if you want to just sit in the chair, and that, that's up to you. But let me tell you, you're going to be miserable. And nothing in your home will change. But when you step out into the, to the unknown, and you trust God and say, God, you're calling me. I know I can't do that, but with you, I'm going to trust you that you're going to use me. Come on. He uses me. He uses you. I, I, I got no degrees. I, I didn't go to no Bible college or institute. 
and said, God, can you use me? My reading level wasn't that high. I still can't read. I struggle with big words, and I make up words up there. You guys don't know that, but I got good at it. Then. I got good. See, I got good at it. See? See, I tell you. Sometimes a Latino comes out of me and, you know, here we go. Start saying chair, chicken, you know, it's stupid. You know, it's, it's, the, the Mexican comes out of me. But God uses me. God uses this uneducated person to share his gospel because, you know, God, I, I cried out to him and said, God, I want to be used by you. God, if you want to use me, if you want to send me somewhere, you want me to start a church, I'll do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to start it. Come on, me and my wife came out here. We didn't know what we were doing. We just, got, we just watched God do it. But we were willing to step out. My wife was the first one when we first got our first building. I didn't want to go. I got tired from doors slamming on my face all the time. Can we have a church? No, we, we, you have a church? No, we don't want churches here. I mean, we're driving the city. And we're, this is the last one when we were on Sahara. When we got our first building on Sahara. And I was done. And I was like driving, and my, my wife says, go right here. I said, okay. And I said, oh, well, there's no one there. Let's go. And he goes, no, there's someone coming out. I'm like, oh. And I was done. I, and I'm thinking, man, these are, this was nicer than all the other places. They're, they're going to want too much. I, I started giving her excuses not to go. And she says, park the car and go ask him. There's a guy right now. He's getting his truck. And so I, I'm, I'm going real slow, and I park. And then he got in his car, and I said, oh, he's leaving. And then he went back out. He goes back in the building. He goes, no, he went back in the building. Man. But I went. And if I did not step out, if I did not go for it, church, I would not have seen the miracle. And, and if you know the story, when we got our first building, it was all God. I walk into this place. You got time? You guys Okay. I, I'm, I'm the one that's hungry, so if I can give you the story, then we can go. Amen. But, but I, I, I go to this guy, and he wasn't the owner. I went up to him, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I'm looking for a building, how much does this cost? He gives me the money, tells me the amount. I said, oh, man, that's, forget it. <laughs> I said, I'm wasting your time, brother. I, 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 and he goes, wait, 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 wait. Because I know the owner personally. He's a Jewish man. He's a Jewish man. And he says, uh, he likes working with churches. Uh, can I get your number and I'll have him call you? And I was like, yeah, this guy's not going to call me. Yeah, here. Thinking, now it's done. And, and I went back to my, my wife. Well, we want to go see the building. And, and it, but it was just too much. And so I told him, we're wasting your time. The guy calls me two days later. And he tells me, and I said, you know, sir, I appreciate you calling me. But the rent, I, I, I talked to the worker that was there. And I said, I'm going to waste your time. It's, even if you went down a little, we can't afford it. And so I, I don't want to waste your time. And then he tells me the question, what can you afford? And I said, dollar. Oh, no. <laughs> no I, I gave him something that we can afford. It wasn't high, but I was just giving him a shot. I said, it was just me and, it was, well, it was just me, me and my wife. We're the church. I, this, I'm the only income <laughs> coming in. I don't even have a job yet. <laughs> I'll be getting a job, but I don't have a job yet. And I'm thinking, well, I, I can afford this, and maybe the church back home can help us here. And so I, I, gave, him, I gave him this amount. 
thinking that he's not going to accept it. He says, okay, let's do it. I said, really? And so I, I, I kind of went, well, I got to talk to my pastor, you know, and we got to see if this is going to be a good. I mean, it's, it's like in, back in my mind, I said, yes. So I said, so I, gotta, I had to make it professional. I said, well, can I call you back? I need to call my pastor and, and uh, talk with, with her. And, and so he goes, well, okay. Well, before you call your pastor, tell her this. Give me this much money to move in, and then I'll give you two months free. And uh, since you don't have no congregation, it's just only you and your wife, gives you time to build your congregation up. And then uh, and this will be the amount. Then after a couple months, because the other tenants there, they're gonna, I don't want them to hear about it because I'm charging you low. So I'm going to have to raise it up. After you establish yourself, it's $100 more only. I said, cool. I called Pastor Neville. He says, I don't know, Art. And I said, Pastor, let's go for it. He said, go for it. Your husband said, go for it. Let's go for it. And she finally said, okay. And we went there. And let me tell you, they helped us move in. But, but we've been, we, we needed support only one month, and we've been off support ever since then. This church has sustained it. These doors open. And let me tell you, when I met the owner to give me the keys, listen, I never filled out an application. He didn't know nothing from me upon paper besides I'm Pastor Art, I'm Praise Chapel. That's it. I gave him a check. He gave me the keys. And this is, this is what he says. This is the words that he said. And I'll end with this. He drops on my hands. He goes, have church. And he walks away. And I never seen him again. That's God. Because I went for it. I stepped out. I marched. I had a wife that was pushing me. Pushing me. See, I, I told you my, my, language, my language changes up here. She pushed me, we hear. We hear, she pushed me. <laughs> Thank God for pushy wives. <laughs> I am hungry. Let's all stand up.